Hello, you're on Great Minds Don't Think Alike. You're with me, Issa, and... Me, Christian. Yeah. Um, so today we'll be talking about uh, double threats. So, yeah, basically people who have autism and something else neurodiverse, whether that be dyslexia, whether that be ADHD. Actually, we were talking in the content tw- uh, date, they... Hey, some some of the people who are in involved who are involved in this season's sh- season of Great Minds Don't Think Alike, they're saying that um, they they kind of were feeling a bit left out at the start because it was all about autism and stuff. Mm. Um, you know, and there are a couple who weren't actually on the autism spectrum. So yeah, uh so uh, just remember you can like us on Facebook www.facebook.com/slash/greatmindsonsin. And you can follow us on Twitter at GMDTASYM. And today we are talking about double threats with neurodiversity. So all triple threats or quadruple threats or however many you have quintuple threats. So basically people who are neurodivergent in more than one way. So, of course, this uh, this show so far has been really, really focused very much on autism as a starting point. But, you know, of course, there's people in our team who've got ADD, ADHD, OCD, dyspraxia, dyslexia, Tourette's. So you, um, so I have Tourette's and dyspraxia. Tourette's, when when, when I tell me, most people that, they very annoyingly just say, "Oh, what? But Christian, you never swear." That's <laughs> oh, which is you know, it's a TV stereotype of oh yeah, Tourette's. That's the swearing thing, right? Well, Tourette's basically just means you have an impulse that you can't control, a tick. That could be verbal. That could be swearing. That could be, you know, people who feel the need to biscuit say certain biscuit words in the middle of biscuit sentences at any biscuit random points. But it could also be a physical tick. So for me, I blink a lot, basically. And that's happened much less now. But, uh, yeah, it happened a lot much uh, to a much larger degree when I was younger. I would blink like crazy, basically give myself my own strobe lighting, if you want to think of it that way. And... And it wasn't really an issue. I did get called Madame Blinkalot at one point in primary school, <laughs> which I was pretty annoyed at. But now, yeah, on, on the whole, I just sort of you 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 forget that you have a tick like that. Do, do you do you ever like because you're 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 a double threat? Of I've course. got Asperger's and ADHD. Mm. Well, yeah, it's it's kind of weird that I have Asperger's and ADHD because uh, you know, they there's this whole argument with Asperger's. That you know, people saying it doesn't exist anymore because <laughs> back in the like you know a few a few years ago, there you know people you were allowed to diagnose people as Aspergers, and then re- very recently, pe- that uh, um in in the United States they've decided that it's not it's, it's not it's just uh, an autism spectrum disorder, and it's not is no different. Um, and at the same time, they change the the in the United States they changed so. So, so because you used to not be able to diagnose ADHD as well as Asperger's, so yeah, it's just really weird that I have weird because you know, I because I got that um ADHD diagnosis like more recently. Oh, more recently. Oh, okay. I, I the, the the way I heard it was that the our ADHD was noticed first, and then that was what prompted you to no. investigate. It no. was the other way around. It was Asperger's, and then like in like because that I. I was just getting a bunch of tests and stuff done, and they put ADHD test in with it. Right. 
Okay, so um, just for, for people who might not be that familiar with what ADHD is, would you want to just like give a t- tell us what it, what it means to you? I suppose, like how how I'm not, how it presents in you. I'm not absolutely <laughs> sure what ADHD is. Like you know, technically, so I suppose I'll just have to speak personally. And yeah, because yeah. I've got double a double threat, it's kind of a bit blurred. But yeah, it's kind of it. It just it. Well, it's, I find find it mainly just having trouble to concentrate in class. Hmm. And yeah, so I just really fidgety and can't sit still for a long period of time. It's kind of awkward sometimes. <laughs> well, when when but it, when is it awkward? Just because like, I can't really sit still. Oh, okay. Um, and what kind of things do you like? Do you do to to combat? Well, you know, to 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 deal with that. Like the the fa- if you can't sit still, sometimes are there things that you c- can do to make it easier for you to sit still when you have to? That's a question I don't want to answer because really, you know, I don't really have that many strategies. Like oh, okay. the one thing I do have, guy, have you know. And I haven't even really been doing it, but I, I suppo- I'm supposed to exercise because you know, uh, that's yeah, exercise is supposed to help. Uh, and yeah, does I haven't it? been doing enough exercise. <laughs> oh, okay, well, yeah, I can understand if you're not really if you're a bit reluctant to admit that. Um, sure. So yeah, I've got yeah the two Tourette's and the well, I suppose my my Tourette's like yeah they're they're connected because a lot of people with uh, Asperger's or autism or whatever tend to have sort of unusual mannerisms and facial expressions and all that so yeah like the rapid rapid blinking sort of throws a lot of people like they're not sure if I don't know if like I haven't had much sleep or if I'm really hyperactive or if I'm really really nervous or sometimes it could be for any number of reasons and I'm not even aware that it's happening um and oh and just well dyspraxia is the other thing I have but that's other kettle fish, which I think we'll get to in a moment. And today we'll be, we are talking about double threats, the autism, the interaction between autism and other other disorders, other ways to be stuff. neurodiverse. Other stuff, if you want to put it that way. So uh, Issa was just talking about having both autism and ADHD, and I was talking a little bit about having Tourette's and autism. And did you know I also have dyspraxia, Issa? Ah, well, when you said that at the start of the show, yes. Okay. Um, Yeah, I I do. So I I suppose when you compound that with autism, it basically means that PE is a terrible subject for me. Like there's, there's, it's, it's, it just kind of makes it, yeah, like a a whole host of things that that make it really, really difficult. Team sports, at least, because dyspraxia is very much like a, like a coordination uh, based con- condition, so it makes like all the fine gross motor movement. Sorry, the the fine motor movements and the gross motor movements, all all, all of that stuff. Throwing and catching a ball, motor planning, so like d- carrying out steps in a sequence, hand eye coordination, just you know all all the sort of things you need in team sports in PE. It really does make difficult. So it was it was a pain, I have to say, because it was like you know I'd, I'd be really I'd be getting very good at you know building good friendships with people and uh, and then it would become to PE class and then you know that's also a very it's a physical thing and a social thing. So you know they'd be yelling at me to pass the ball and I'd be all, or catch the ball or whatever and I'd be really confused. And are, are you any good at sport, Issa, or, or are you like me? Like, did you en- do you enjoy PE at school? Well, when I try, I'm okay, but I just don't particularly enjoy it. Oh, okay. 
So for you, for you, it's more of a thing of you have other interests, but you don't really find it that difficult. Yeah, it's not like hard, hard, but yeah, it's just not something that I enjoy. I see. But you, you were saying before about your ADHD that the, one of the good ways to sort of release all of your energy is to exercise. So, like, the sort of team sport that's, that's in the PE? problem. <laughs> I, I, you know, exercise is good for ADHD. Yeah. I hate exercise. All forms of exercise? What? Well, <laughs> yeah, well, generally, it's kind of, I'm just, or it's just not the thing, the thing that I'm into, and also I'm just a bit lazy. <laughs> oh, I see. Maybe you just haven't found the, the right one for you. Uh, yeah, it's certainly like that if you have dyspraxia because, you know, we're going to be talking about mental health later into the show as well. And it's yeah, yeah. pretty clear that, you know, exercise is the key to a lot of things. Like, you know, it's the key to physical health and mental health and even connecting with other people and feeling good about yourself and releasing endorphins and energy and all of that. But you know, just just as much as you were not that interested in sport, yeah. I found it really difficult because I, you know, it was all the coordination stuff was really really challenging, and you know it's like that thing of it's it's like what scares a lot of people away from going to the gym. They feel like they're being watched constantly, and they feel like all of their sort of incompetencies are being scrutinized, and they are under the the heavy gaze of all these people who know much more about it than they do, and it's just very much like an open social thing whereas uh, what what are you like the kind of stuff that I'm mostly into so you know like movies or learning languages or writing or whatever that's like that it's very it's not that hard to make it an individual thing whereas sport at least in school is is often a very sort of out and about social thing like what what kind of stuff are you into Issa well like what you said you're not interested in sport computers I'm like you know uh, I like I play I I fl- I'm, I play I play like games that people hate not that I that you know aren't popular anymore. I pl- I li- I just I you know I I'm like web development and stuff and yeah, basically the, all of the stuff that no one no no high school kid does anymore. No high school kid does you don't think? Few high school <laughs> <Okay>. kids do. <laughs> So you, you, I'm sure there are others out there. You've met a few others out there, right? Well, you know how it is in high school. Everyone likes sport. Every, mm. uh, you know, it's a little mob thing. Everyone, you know, <laughs> sports, like, more, once you've got, like, a majority of people who like sport, everyone else do, plays sport just to fit in. And the people who really don't like sport are left in the coals. Yeah, that that's actually perfectly put. So... But I mean, like, do you, do you find it easy to concentrate on computer games, all the all the computer stuff that you're into? Is is it easier to concentrate on that than it might be to concentrate on, say, class or schoolwork? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So, but is, do you do you feel like do, is it like your ADHD sort of is not there anymore? Or is it like well, like, you still have it, but it's less, you know, it it, it it's it's easier. Yeah, well, it's just what if I'm doing something that's really hard to con like that I hate and it and get it's really boring that it's hard harder to concentrate on it. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's yeah that makes total sense. So I think in the in the moment it'll be good to talk about like interaction with autism and other um, yeah other neurodiverse conditions, particularly like anxiety disorders and the whole important mental health issue. Yeah, so um, we're. Today we're talking about uh, double threats, and yeah, if you have like more than one, you, 
thing. <laughs> well, yeah, to do with neurodiversity, so autism, ADHD, dyslexia. If you've got more than one of those, or two or, or uh, yeah, or, you know, two or more of those, then you're a double, triple, quadruple threat, and you are the subject of today's show. So now, now we wanted to get into sort of anxiety, mental health challenges, and uh, if well, if, if anything we happen to say here happens to be triggering, triggering in any way, um, you can always head to the, uh, the mental health lifeline, which is one three one 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 four one three one 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 four. We might cover. There's a chance that we might cover something that's a little bit that that could be triggering. So just keep keep that number in mind. So. Um, I, I was speaking a little bit before about how dyspraxia and autism um, really, really did come both come to the floor together in terms of PE class at high school, because that was the social stuff and the physical stuff. One, you know, one affected by autism, the other affected by dyspraxia, that came into play, pun intended, in in PE class, and generally just sort of made it very, very difficult and like was really, I suppose, like at times sort of a quite a drain on my self-esteem it, it, it depended on how quick how seriously I took the whole sport thing like sometimes I was just okay I'm not that great at sport everyone's annoyed at me because I'm not good at sport I'm laying the team down whatever this is just a game but you know how, how people take, tend to take sport very seriously at high school like PE class you know the games that happen there just yeah yeah mm. um, look, I suppose I suppose the real the, one of the real skills you have is everyone has to have whether you're whether or not you're neurodiverse. It's it's just important to have like to you know you're, you everyone needs to be able to stand up for themselves if people are giving them a hard time and you know you if as, if you have like your well your arguments well you know saying well I don't choose to do this but the school makes everyone do PE class so it's not my fault that I I have to play I have to play I'm sorry guys if that I'm an inconvenience or something like that yeah that's just one of the really important things to have yeah yeah I I, I totally agree and you know it's important to recognize that these are not national championship games or anything you know this is not professional this is not life or death this is just it's 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 just it's just kind of a bit of a tangent but I just find it very annoying when that kind of stuff is taken incredibly seriously whereas I don't know like if you had a you know just a random scrabble day or something in English or whatever like a you know a little fun little game in in French for I don't know like some something small like that something in other subjects I can't really imagine people taking it that seriously there becoming so much of like a, a socially important thing that's just put on that pedestal like that well, yeah the thing is everyone loves competition like you know especially males really love hmm. like the competition and so you know if that if whenever you put something like that you know that's what everyone wants but then you can all then you, as soon as you bring any of that in you end up with some nasty as well because you know competition is great but it's also really bad when you know people get aggressive or whatever, just really mad about winning it. Yeah, that's that's definitely something a teacher always has has to be on top of. And I, I d- don't know about you, so you seem to have a pretty you know a really really solid attitude towards sport. But uh, definitely when I was your age, uh, if if I had pee, if I knew I had PE during the day, I tended to feel really really anxious, like just right from the beginning and even sometime after it. So like 
you know, in, in the cl- in the classes that led up to it, it'll be it'll be the worst if it was the last class of the day. So in all the classes that led up to it, you know, yeah, if ever I had a quiet moment, I would be thinking to it, go, oh my god, that's coming up, oh my god, that's coming up, oh, I'm getting very very anxious and stressed, and you know, to the point where I could actually feel myself getting tense and my heart beating faster. And then during PE, it was. Well, actually, during like during the actual class, it was never really as scary as I thought. It was just sort of, I, I suppose maybe I was just too confused to be scared because of the dyspraxia. It's it's also a spatial awareness thing, which is also related to um, to Asperger's. Which, you know, like it's it's confusing enough to just kind of keep track where everyone is around you if you're in soccer or if, if you're in football or whatever. Just you know. Like thinking, okay, that person's there, that person's there, oh, and that, you know, that person's moving. Now I'm in the way of the ball. Now I'm not in the way of the ball. It's it's exhausting enough just to keep up with that. So I was sort of, I I, I suppose I was too too confused to feel anxious in it. But you know, afterwards, like it would be a little, sometimes a little bit of a traumatizing thing to have so much pressure put upon myself. Like to have someone watching me to, you know, this was before people really got it. They like they'd throw the ball to me and I not respond and they go well, why, why why christian what's going on like you know you're you're smart enough why can't you catch a ball and there was this, such a exhausting thing to have to explain to people um do you, do you, do you find like yeah, there are many things about your adhd or autism that you have to explain to people um on a regular basis or anything no no but everyone well, gets it it's not no, it's not so much everyone gets it, but you know, sometimes they're just too lazy to explain oh, to everyone. And uh, I'm well, really coming across to as really it to like lazy. But you know, oh, I'm. I should say that I'm, I go to a really positive and nice school where you know everyone's really supportive of everyone else and everyone respects everyone else. So you know, when and although I'm like not very good at sport, you know, say if I'm in sport, people like. People are support people. People, you know, are, are always cheering me on if I'm doing well, or some or, or something like that because they know it's something I find I, I find hard. And um, in you know, in all of that type of situation, you know, that's that's how everyone is. So I don't really cop any bad stuff from my peers. Oh, that's that's fantastic to hear. And and the way they encourage you, it's it's genuine encouragement, right? It's not it's not patronizing. It's just. It's, it comes across as genuine. I can never tell, okay. but you know, I I, just, I take it posi- If I just okay. take it positively, it's not gonna have any malicious intent. Is not gonna go through. Is not gonna work because it's not. I mean, you know, if I can't tell, then they they may as well. It's been going on for enough time that I'm fairly sure they or they would have either if they would had malicious intent, they would have realized that it's not coming through. That's yeah. That's that's a very good point, actually. Wow, you really know how to, a lot about how to take care of yourself. I, I'm very happy. Yeah, I'm impressed by that. So Issa here is autistic and has ADHD. And I'm also autistic and I ha- am also dyspraxic and I have Tourette's. So, and before we were just talking about also anxiety issues and mental health issues associated with having more than one thing and how that manifests itself in PE because that seems to be a big thing. But but you were, um, Issa, you were talking before about how it's difficult for you to concentrate in class because of your ADHD. Yeah. Well, that's my, that, that's my main thing, really. Um, mm. Yeah, well, okay. Um, so, yeah, I've been, like... Uh, so, yeah, one of the interesting things about double threats, which is kind of annoying, is, you know, uh, at one point... Um, my mom and I realized I've been going to see heaps of um, um, 
man, uh, like profession, uh, mental health professionals and stuff. I get psychologists and all of that about you know um, about my Aspergers, where actually all of the issues, well, most of the issues had to do with the ADHD, and yeah. So then that that's when we realised we actually, you know, we just waste all this time going to see uh, a bunch of professionals about the wrong thing. That's frustrating. So, uh, so I like- suppose that's one of the real. Um, the, that's one of the real points in when you got a double when when you have like a double threat because you you end up going to see a professional about the wrong thing. That must be annoying. So, what were some of the things that you were seeing the Asperger's professional about that you really should have been like that the uh, that I was mostly with ADHD? I can't remember. Remember, I think I might have had something to do with like concentration or all of that. We, we we I think we sorted it out in the end. Oh, that's good. So you so you find that like concentration in class is less of an issue now? Do you find? No, 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 no. Oh, it's still sorted out the going to see the the correct mental health professionals and actually understanding, you know, and how how to properly use uh, professional services. Oh, I see. Okay, that, that actually that that's actually what a skill of its own. Trying to fi- trying to getting the correct help for what you ne- what you need help with. <laughs> Yeah, you need the proper help to help you get the <laughs> help you need with getting the help you need. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you can tie you can so easily tie yourself in knots with a double threats thing. I can, I, I, I can easily see that. I don't, I, I don't really think there were many overlaps with me. I thought, well, yeah, just with the Tourette's blinking thing and the Asperger's thing, I, I really just came across as just a generally shy person, like not someone who was thought differently to other people and found it difficult to socialise but you know just someone who just wasn't very outgoing and just generally shy yeah. but yeah that's the thing with my do I blink a lot now you've, you've, you've known me for a not noticed while. that okay <laughs> so, that's, yeah. that's uh, interesting because that's something that you know, at least people used to absolutely fixate on so it sort of comes and it goes and it's not really attached to any particular feeling I don't think it just it's just sort of there but uh, I, I don't know if you have anything like like that. Is so that you know you you just you you do that you forget that you do because that's just you. But other people comment on it. Like, does anyone tell no, you no, no. you fidget a lot or? No, no. Um, <laughs> well, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Like, so you're saying how you, Christian, you're saying how how you came across as like shy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting because like you know I was stand, I've been studying like, the Chinese language for a while mm-hmm. and um. You, you you can't really tell that I have Asperger's when I'm speaking in Chinese because I'm not really very good at Chinese. So you can't. So you know it it seems just so it's it seems seems all the communication difficulties is because I'm not very good at the language, not rather than because I'm you know because I have Asperger's or something like that. So you know, I suppose I can really that that really goes to show how how much Asperger's is just about like communication. Yeah, it's 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 all at all at the superficial level, and I, I actually have sort of found the same thing with French. Sometimes, like it would be, you know, people would like someone would ask me like a general question, like "Sava, how are you going?" And I would, oh, how do I answer that? How am I going? It's sort of like that weird thing where you realize, oh, wait, actually, how am I? How am I going? How do you answer that? Um, or you know, like I'd, I'd be stumped as like it was a social thing, like you know, someone would say, oh, nice to see you, like, or like, oh, thanks for that, and like, oh, well, how do I really respond? But they think, oh, you haven't understood what I've said. Oh, no, no, I've, I've, I've understood the French. It's, it's the, it's the, it's the actual social stuff that's, that's getting in the way there. But the, yeah, but the other, like, it, it kind of, kind of works both ways like it can make people 
um, when it's when you're speaking a foreign language, can make Aspies seem like non-Aspies, but it can also make non-Aspies seem like Aspies. Like my um, a lot of my French classmates when they were like when we were on the French ship, I think I've spoken about this before on this show. They they were sort of acting in the classic Aspie way when it came to like people were trying to tell them, oh yeah, you just practice French with the other kids at the school, and you know. Practice your practice your language skills with your host family and go up to someone, talk to them, start the conversation. Like, no, I don't want to. Why? Oh, and I might say the wrong thing, and everyone will laugh at me, and then you know they'll, they'll think I'm stupid. And uh, I don't know. I'm just second guessing everything. I'm not willing to give it a try. And I say, mm, yeah, this is what it used to be like for me. Um, but you just kind of have to push through it. Like, you know, are, you, are you ever in the habit of? saying something and everyone, that makes everyone laugh and no one can really explain to you why it's funny and you don't even know really why they were whether they were laughing with you or at you like do do you make people laugh accidentally is it um yeah well some sometimes you know but i kind of i like you know i i try and be different so the way i speak i just you know i try i try not to like I try, I just I try I actually make an effort to to speak in a different way. So you know you so it's kind of expected that sometimes it comes across as like I'm making a joke. So which is it's it's kind of good for me because you know I'm you know just by just by trying to speak in a like a alternative in an alternative way as much as I can. Um, yeah, I basically just get jokes written for free without even me having to write them, so it's great. <laughs> that is, well, that, yeah, that is a comedian's dream. So, yeah, that I'd, I'd say that's probably true of me too. Like, that's one of the easiest ways to connect with people, you know, make them laugh. Like, you say something, they laugh at it or with it or whatever, and you yes, they like me. So, yeah, that, that like, happens with you know, me and other people who, I mean, you know, social anxiety and general anxiety seems to accompany Asperger's a lot, and you can you can understand why that would happen because you know, it's 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 like if you're someone who doesn't have Chinese or French as their first language, and you having to speak to fluent speakers of that language, it's gonna you know it's gonna make you anxious. If you have to face that every day, then well, well, of course it's going to. But it's not like Asperger's has caused that indirectly. It's just that you're gonna have to communicate with other people who don't communicate in the in the same way as you and you know social anxiety is very much based around this idea that you you have this irrational fear of being judged that you know no matter what you do everyone's looking at you everyone's staring at you so you know, like say if you're walking along the street down one way and you realize oh, hang on I'm going the wrong way so you know you turn you, you you're afraid oh god people are going to see me turning and they're going to go oh god look at that ridiculous pathetic man who doesn't even know which way he's going oh isn't he stupid oh I'm glad I'm not like that when really no one notices that you just started walking one way and changed direction it's 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 things like that it's sort of because you're always told that you have to like that you're too that you don't care enough about what other people think of you I think sometimes then you sort of have to treat, train yourself to care more but then you care too much and then you sort of overanalyze people's reactions because you're told you're not analyzing it enough if you kind of see what I'm getting at. Now, you need to know, I think one of the things is you've got to just know when to analyze and when not to analyze. Mm. Yes. Which it looks like, you know, very well, I, I must say, like particularly with PE, you know, that comment you made about the malicious intent and, you know, if people are trying to be sarcastic to you and you don't take it as sarcastic, then they've, they've failed. So... Now we're getting into a discussion about growing up as a person with a double threat. 
as a person with ADHD and autism like you, Issa, or dyspraxia, Tourette's, and autism like me, which we've kind of already talked about. But I, th- I think there's there's more really to go in to go in there about. So, like f- for me with uh, with my t- Tourette's and, and my autism, um, it's sort of well, yeah. Apart from you know, getting getting teased about it for a little bit, which is what I've already talked about, it was just like. It, it was it was a frustrating it was frustrating when you know people would like assume that I know I was nervous or that I was tired or something just from the way I was doing it but they wouldn't be upfront about it like you know I, I don't know about you but I think me like quite a few autistic people do have that preference for just upfront bluntly honest you know direct okay you are blinking a lot is that because you're stressed no okay <laughs> um, whereas you know they wouldn't do that. So, and it's the same thing with the blinking or with, which was direct Tourette's tick or just with an unusual facial expression that I'd put out, which could have been for any number of reasons. But, you know, they'd go, oh, Christian, are you all right? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Um, are you sure? Yes. Like, and and <laughs> some, like, quite often I wasn't even sure, like, what they'd be picking out about the way I look to be worried about, except for this one time in you know, in photography class when the teacher brought her little son in and, and she was, he was staring at me for ages. And I looked at him and said, oh, hi, what's your name? And he went, stop blinking! Like, what? Stop blinking, it's driving me nuts. Oh, that's why people are looking at me weirdly today. <laughs> so, yeah, if everyone could just have the honesty of a child and just be specific and say, oh, I, I'm worried about you because you're doing this, then I'd, I'd be able to tell people. But that's was... one of, You know, that's <laughs> one of the things I also hate about life. <laughs> life in general well, pe- just yeah. pe- people like mm. spe- well, you know especially um, you know non-autistic people they feel that there's all sorts of like you know social boundaries and how it's like really important to be very careful but you know I suppose I, you know, I, just, I suppose that's one of like the, the, the things that don't really line up between I mean, um, people who are on the autism spectrum and people who, people who are not on the autism spectrum because there's just all these rules and you know they always make perfect sense to non-autistic mm. people, but to Aspies, they it just makes no sense at all. <laughs> yeah, completely. And and you're just sort of like n- no one feels the need to explain them, or no one feels the need to like that. They they sort of tend to put them on different levels. Like you know, it's the classic. Oh come on, you're so smart. How can you not realize that? You know, w- when this person says this, they mean the opposite of what they say. Like this is sarcasm, or you know, how could you not get this inference from what you know what, what this person said here? It's like, well, you're good at maths and science, so therefore you should. And that's hard. That's what most people find hard. But you're good at that. Therefore, you should be good at what most people find easy. Actually, it doesn't the, really make sense that way. You know, life, mm. re, real life is the opposite of, of that. Mm. Is, you know, if you're. Um, if you're good at people who pe- what people find hard, you know, yeah. I suppose that's the classic thing with having Asperger's. You're good at what you're good. You you're often a lot of people with Asperger's are good at people things that people find hard, like most people. But they're really bad at things that people find easy. Yeah, that's the thing. You're, that's that's pretty much it. It's like you've got a different, you've got an unusual set of strengths and weaknesses of the two. So keeping society balanced. Yeah. Pretty much. So, I mean, like, and, and this is not just true of autism. This is also true of many other, many other neurodiverse conditions because I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, most of them, a lot of them can actually be sort of traced back to a time when this kind of thing was you know, useful. So, like, you know, someone like you with ADHD, 
um, I don't know, in caveman days was probably you know, very, very useful because you need to be sort of jumping around to different tasks. Like, you know, who, who knows, maybe if people had been super, super good at concentrating and like in caveman had been super, good at, super, super good at concentrating, would just spend the whole time farming and like, you know, they would have, who knows, maybe like a, a bolt of lightning would have set something on fire and that might have been the time when humanity discovered fire, whatever. But if and the person with ADHD who was looking at everything would notice that, but if everyone else was so good at concentrating that they just blocked it out, a fire would have started and they would have gone, huh, yeah, okay. And then fire would never have been discovered. Maybe. It's like, I don't know. But I, I just think like there's a, there's a place for everything. There's a, there's a use for everything. There's, you know, there's a use for your energy. There's a, oh, I don't know if there's a use for my you know, dys- dyspraxia, but maybe <laughs> if, if, if there is. I'm it's a redistribution of strengths. Yeah. If it, if it weren't like that, you would have, there would be something else that you were bad at and you'd hate it. Yeah. Probably. That, that, that is very, very true. So, yeah, I think you were, you were talking about before that this, this show has been very autism-focused and people felt that you know, we, should, we should talk about more conditions than just autism. That wasn't my comment. Oh, well, yeah, you were sort of like reporting on that's what people think. But, but you know, I, I, I don't think that's just true of this show. I think that's true of the whole neurodiversity conversation in general is that the autism is where it started from. But, I mean, you know, yeah, totally like I, I continue to be learning different things about dyslexia about the fact that it's you know, it's more than just you can't read very well you know it's there's there's all sorts of other ways it affects your thinking of you know your visual thinking your the, the way you see patterns the way you the way you arrange things that reading is the downside but it's just you, you can apply a similar philosophy to those other kinds of things and you know I think maybe in terms of double threats I don't know. Depending on where you get the diagnosis from, it's like you know, one of them. If if you like, say, if, was there much of an interval between you being diagnosed with Asperger's and ADHD? Uh, let me figure that out. Um, that would be about yes, lots. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Asperger's so, first, then ADHD. Yeah, Asperger's when I was about five years old. Right. ADHD when I was about thirteen years old. Right. Okay. So, so yeah, like, like I think. That was that, well. That's a, eight years. That's a long time. But but you know, in in a way, I think it, it can make the the other thing sort of easier to you know to deal with. Like if you're different in more than one way, it's like oh okay, I'm old, old, I'm, I'm old hat at this. Like I'm, I'm already used to being different. I'm different another way now. It's like with me, okay, Asperger's. That makes means I think very differently. Okay, just Braxia. Okay, that means you know I can I have to type. I can't really handwrite. That's why I'm so so lucky I live in this day and age. You know, imagine if I lived in a time before computers, I'd have to handwrite everything. That would be awful. I couldn't do that. So it it just sort of make it's like okay, you know, here we go again. It's because do 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 you find one? I I find it much easier to like explain dyspraxia to people than autism. Not that I don't feel comfortable explaining autism to anyone, but like is is do you find um, maybe eighty like. ADHD or Asperger's is one of them easier to explain or to make people understand than the other? Well, um, ADHD seems to get on TV a lot more. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think that might be about even now. Really? Oh, well, I yeah, mean, back, like, I, you know, back, back when I was growing up, I just hadn't heard of Asperger's. Um, you know, wait, wait, back when you were growing up, you're, you're 14. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when, when you were very little. Yeah, well, when I was younger. Yeah. Like, back, like, previously, right? Mm. Um, I, I, I don't, I had, it, you know, the, the first time I'd heard of Asperger's is when, is, is when my mum was explaining to me that I had Asperger's, mm. whereas I'd heard of ADHD, um, you know, long before that. So, mm. 
Yeah, at least that that's how I feel. So, you know, I feel I don't really have to explain ADHD because it just gets more publicity. That's how it feels to me anyway. Yeah, that's... um. Yeah, I, I, I can certainly see that, and and, and in a way, like it's, it's sort of easy to explain because you're just like, okay, um, you know, when you get on a sugar high and like you're jumping around all the place. So yeah, imagine just like that dialed way, way up and constantly. I it's don't like... get. I don't understand <laughs> and the whole thing with sugar. <laughs> makes no sense to me. If if you want to explain it in like a really juvenile way, it's sort of like that's that's like an approximation of it. I I, yeah. I, I guess, but. You, you don't understand the whole thing with sugar. Is that just because that's how you are all the time? or No, it's, mm. I, I, I'm having heaps of sugar doesn't mm. affect me. I swear. Mm. You know, it's like <laughs> me, one heaps of sugar is exactly the same as me normally. Huh. Okay. Huh. Didn't realize that. React abnormally to sugar. That's quite interesting. Um and sadly, that's all we have time yeah. for this week, I'm afraid to say. <laughs> yeah, we've got to finish on time, sorry. So, um, yeah, so remember to like us on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash sin, And you can follow us on Twitter at GMDTASYN. So thank you very much for listening to us this week. You were with me, Christian. Uh, Issa, yes. And so, please listen in next week yeah. where we'll be talking about controversy. And that'll be our final show for the season, of course. Ah, uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much. Bye.